Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email piercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. In 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth.
Thank you for tuning in to the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What's going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Metal Forge. Holy shit, how are you all this week? I am alright. It is the 21st of April. Holy shit. By the time this is being released, that is. Not by the time you are listening to it. Because by the time you are listening to it, it could be May the 4th be with you. Or... It could be Halloween of 2029. I don't know when you're listening to this show. I just know that you're listening, right? Anyways, yeah. Fucking in a silly mood today. Uh, I have Paladin here in the Metal Forge, and we are going to be talking about this. I'll I'll go ahead and tell you all. This was recorded a couple weeks back. This is before all their van problems and, and so on and so forth. And thank you all so much for helping out with their van issues while they've been on tour. Oh my fucking god, man. That's like the most like horrific thing I think any anybody can like go through as a touring musician. Yeah, I I'm being facetious of course because yes, there are a lot more horrifying things that can happen out on the road. But like it's always weird and you know like that whole deal of getting to a place and not being able to get home and you know you guys you all have really come through for paladin this week and that's awesome that's metal as fuck right there so seriously you guys are fucking amazing and thank you all so fucking much from the bottom of my metal fucking heart for them because that's rough and tumble shit man like I've I've broken down on the road before, and it is fucking terrifying, especially when you're you know you're like 800 miles from home or a thousand miles from home. You really gotta. It's like do I gotta hawk fucking gear to fucking get home? And honestly, looking back on the situation, I think I probably would have uh, something of you know whatever I could. Anyways, uh, definitely definitely not the base. But definitely the, the the base cabinet and the fucking... Especially knowing now that I wouldn't be using cabinets live. Fuck. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Jason is going to be sitting in on this interview as well. He is fucking back in the Metal Forge. We've had some really awesome conversations lately. Jason and I with the Flamekeeper Podcast Network. And the Alehorn, the Mudhorn, and the Metal Forge. All of that cool shit. And the Unsleeved. Speaking of which... We both put out an unsleeved uh, this past weekend. And have you checked it out yet? Because you should have. You should have checked it out and subscribed and shared, as you should always do for the bands, the Metal Forge, and, you know, all of that cool shit. But yeah, I'm talking about some cool mail stuff that I got uh, from Shade Beast, one of the sponsors here. You know who they are. ShadeBeast.com and use the code SithLord at check out for free domestic shipping in the United States. Hell yeah. Uh, so some of that stuff we talked, uh, or I talked about the night, the, the new Night Demon album Outsider and the new 72 Seasons vinyl by Metallica. I will be doing an, uh, 
a reforged unsleeved three, like a point three point five actually, when I actually get the CD version, and I'll add that to it, and I'll do that with both albums because I'm I'm sure I'll get the Night Demon on CD as well. And they were both moderately priced. You know, the Night Demon was 25 bucks. The Metallica was 30 for a double disc, you know, and that's cool. But anyways, um, so I'm just yakking away here, you know. Um, if you get a chance, check out Harold and Angela Garland and Anthony Rutherford's show, Local Overload, on crossfire-radio.com. Uh, they do uh, new shows every single Thursday, and it's live. And they play a, a bunch of unsigned independent bands. You know, they'll do cover songs. if it, And they'll play a national on there. You know, they'll play a Metallica song if they went to see Metallica or whatever. But they'll do covers of, of bands, you know. But they, they are really putting feet to the pavement. They always have, you know, for like the last like decade. They're almost at every single show in the Louisville area. Uh, if you've came through town, you will, you will probably get to meet them. Uh, if you're coming into town and you go to a show at one of the one of the fine establishments here in the uh, Kentucky Anna area, whether you're in, in uh, Indiana or Kentucky, you might actually end up running into them because they go to a fuck ton of shows all the time, and super fucking awesome. And and thank you all, all three, for your continued support of the Metal Forge and Overload. I love you all, and you all kick fucking ass. So, who's ready to hear some fucking Paladin? I know I am. So, let's see. What are we going to play from them today? I do have some pretty cool fucking stuff from them. Let's listen to Awakening.
All right, Maniacs, I am being joined on the line right now from a couple of people, one of which you already know because he's done this a couple of times. He's Mr. Jason Gardner from the Alehorn, the Mudhorn, and the the heavy metal wasteland here you're too the- kind thank you thank dude, you dude it, it's awesome to have you like co-hosting some of these interviews and 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 everything because like back in the radio days of this show you know i regularly had people come in all the time everybody was an in-person guest so it was just like so cool to throw back and forth to people but why we're here today is we have Mr. Taylor Washington from the band Paladin from Atlanta, Georgia, here in the Metal Forge. Taylor, how the fuck are you doing? Oh, man. I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. Dude, seriously, like, thank you. And, and you know, Jason was the one who kind of reached out to you to have to have you be a part of the Metal Forge. Well, especially thank you, Jason. Danny. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I saw you guys uh, here in town at the auditorium last time you guys played. Um, so it was like, I should have these. When I started doing this with Mark, I was like, I should have these guys on um, pretty soon. And then you had the tour with Ex Mortis out west. I was like, yeah, we need to we need to talk about that. Because Ex Mortis is one of my favorite bands also. So Hell yeah. Like, yeah, super cool that um, that you get the opportunity. Hell yeah. So how is, like... What before we get into Paladin here, um, uh, what is like the Georgia, the Atlanta scene like down there? Because I know you've got like um, Amos promotes a bunch of shows down there, and but like seriously, how is the actual Georgia scene? Man, it's kind of hard for me to say personally after after COVID, especially because I've been. I mean, of course, you know that that did everything that it did uh right with regards to like it shutting everything down especially the the live music industry um and all the bounce back and and everything that's had to go on but i've been i've been working so much not in like a good way just bullshit day job work <laughs> uh uh that i haven't even gotten out too much post covid um to really see what the scene is like now um but it doesn't seem i mean it 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 seems to have not really changed too much from what from what i can tell there's still shows happening all the time every week every pretty much every day it seems like right and the same you know the same people are are coming around everybody kind of knows everyone else uh so whenever i do get out to a show it's, you know, oh, hey, hey, hey I, I'll, like, miss 70% of the show because I'm talking to people or whatever. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, that was me last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's, it's it's good. It's, um, you know, we've, we've still got a bunch of different kinds of bands. And uh, like I just said, everybody's everybody's friendly. Everybody's cool with each other. And even you know even weird billings for shows still works out uh you, well, know, you can have sure. a grind band and a well a power metal band and everybody has a good time 
Nice. See, that's one of the things like, you know, with with Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all of that stuff today, it, it is kind of, you know, unless you're actually directly following somebody, you know, then you get all of their updates, which is totally cool. But like you can still miss out on so much stuff that's been going on. Oh, yeah. Because especially because like I know I don't know how big Asheville is, Jason. <laughs> not very. I have I have guests and have small kids and like running around, so I'll make sure that none of that bleeds into the audio. Ah, fuck it. My cats my cats were scratching at the door and okay. I had to go open the door, which I usually keep the restricted access going. Yeah. Because they like to they're being all weird these days. But anyways, uh how big is Asheville, Jason? It's about the same size uh, as Louisville, I guess. No, no, it's pretty small. It's only like um I think the population is like Couple hundred thousand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not many, there's not many venues, especially for metal. So. Okay. We'll see with with here in Louisville. I mean, like we have shows all the fucking time. You know, Jason knows about Metal Monday because he and I talk about it all the time. But I we've got like it. the Metal Mondays. We obviously have like our our Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday shows type stuff. But like in a big ass city like Atlanta, I mean, I can only imagine how much more shit there is going on um yeah it's hard i guess it's hard for me to say because i've never lived anywhere else i've lived in georgia my my whole life um so should i apologize right there or something i, mean, I kind of feel <laughs> I think, like i should but I'm i think kidding, you should I'm yeah you probably should especially <laughs> for the you know until i graduated high school so the first uh, basically half of my life i lived in a very small town uh it was still like a 40, 40 minute, one hour drive from Atlanta, so it wasn't like too far away from civilization. Wow, but, you know, it was. <laughs> See, <laughs> like I got that. cousins and stuff that live down there now, so yeah, I totally get it. But um, but yeah, that's totally cool. Like I, I could only imagine like living in a big ass city like that and seeing like you know how they have radius clauses and shit like L.A. does and. And you're just like, what? Wait a minute. It's like, are we really there? <laughs> yeah. uh, but we're here for Paladin, uh, not to talk about the Georgia scene, which is always cool because, you know, we're, we like to be informative here on the show sometimes as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from an outsider's point of view, being four hours away, Georgia seems pretty healthy in the metal scene. I mean, you got Sabbath Brewing, you have um, the. Um, uh, can't think of the one with the three levels. Um, masquerade, yeah, Masquerade. Uh, there's a, quite a few other ones. And it uh, seems like there's really good shows there all the time. I don't know. And a lot of bands from a lot of bands come up here play. We're, we're actually playing with uh, Guillotine AD uh, next Sunday here in town. A death metal band from down there. So, nice. yeah, Atlanta has a lot to offer. I think. Hell yeah. Yeah, we do. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No, no you're good. But we do have. Yeah, we we do get a lot of. You know, touring bands come through. There, there are tons of, lots of venues, um, like mid level or or bigger, and definitely smaller. And so, there's a place for for kind of every level of band, and even non, sort of get tangential. Even non metal metal bands, you can you can find, or like you know, but still sort of adjacent to that, um, you can find shows probably most every night to go to if you really want to and um uh shit i was gonna say something else 
And now I can't remember. So <laughs> Dude, I think that's the metalhead thing. It's like we always have the next thought and then we lose it because it's like we keep wanting to add to the next thing. And it's like, oh, shit, man. What was that? <laughs> um, but no, like I, I know I don't know if it's still there or not, but I think it was five two nine. Five two nine is still there. Yeah. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. That we've also got a couple like festivals happening. Like Amos has mass destruction. Uh, yeah, fest, yo, which, yeah, which is big and getting bigger. Um, I can't remember which what year we're on now. This is like four or five, maybe. Um, clearly, I'm well researched, and <laughs> just as much uh, as we are here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we also have our our friend Emily Harris. She put on the first uh, Blast Beats and Brutes festival last year which we also played and she's doing a second one this year um so that's that's cool it's literally it's outside and she gets a bunch of local breweries to sort of make band themed i guess uh beers and stuff for the festival and they sell it there and and you know it's it was great last year so i'm sure this year will be even better hell yeah uh, of course See, prog power is here for all the nerds every nice. year yeah, you played that, didn't you, Prog Power? We, we did, yeah. We got to play in 2019, the last one before the pandemic. So is this the first one back from the pandemic? It's weird because normally they have it every September, and they it finally came back last year in 2022, but they had it in like June oh. because it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and just, you know, like everything, COVID fucked it all up. So... They ended up having it in June, and now this year it's it's going back to its regular September slot. Right on. See, that's my thing. As I've never played any festival shows outside of the summer. <laughs> so, like, anytime we played outside festival shows, it's always been in, like, July, where it's yeah. the hottest fucking time of the year, and there's, like, no cover, and it's fucking, like... You know, it's a hundred fucking degrees in the Midwest, and it—I don't know if you've ever been to Louisville or not, but it's fucking. Oh my god, the humidity is terrible through the summertime here. It's like you walk outside and you're wet <laughs> from from the from the water and the in the moisture in the air and shit. But like, yeah, I hate it's either you play at like seven o'clock when it's still like super bright out, or you play at like midnight where it's just still super saturated and just dark and miserable. <laughs> but yeah. let's go ahead and talk about Paladin here. You know, I uh, I typically consult the metal archives for a lot of stuff here, and it shows that you all got together in 2015, um, and you all put out a demo. That is... That sounds right. I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So... Tell everybody out in Metal Forge Land about Paladin. So, um, well, we play, I guess, thrashy power metal. Um, and uh, I guess we can get really basic with it. Four piece. I'm the I. We have one album out, and I wrote, I wrote pretty much everything for that. I, I'm the singer, and I play guitar for it, and it's very. Uh, my vocals get compared to Iron Maiden a lot. Uh, 
But, you know, it's it's thrashy power metal. It's got some mellow death stuff in it. And, um, yeah, we, we probably started back in 2015. Uh, a couple of us were in another band that we were... I had we were playing some songs that went on to be Palin songs with that band and then it broke up and sort of uh dissolved and three of the four of us formed Paladin and continued on and then, you know, a couple personnel changes later and uh here we are. So has it always been uh you and who else has been in the band the whole time? Like it's the only two constants have been me and alex the other guitarist okay so you've swapped out uh, drummers and bassists and, and stuff since since forming all the way back in 2015 yeah and we did um the uh we've only had one one change for each role so originally it was us two and then the drummer from the previous band i talked about and um he quit pretty you know like a few months later or something and we found our current drummer nate and uh later that like the end of 2015 so he's been with us since then and then our our current bass player andy he joined uh like right after we had finished recording the album i think so maybe maybe 2018 2017 something like that it must have been 2018 Right on. So, you you know, you hit on something a minute ago, and I kind of want to bring this up because of being, you know, Jason's a musician. I'm a musician. Most well, of I'm I think a drummer. Mar- let's, 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 let's slow down a little bit. I'm <laughs> You're a, a percussionist, <laughs> sir. You are a percussionist. That's a fancy word for drummer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> But no, we're all musicians here, and I think a lot of the people that listen to the show are musicians as well. But like, we all do that thing that you had kind of said a minute ago was you were you were in a band and then you were writing and you had songs that eventually became paladin songs. Yep. Which like I I think that's interesting because I think we all do that to a degree because I know my band did. Uh Jason, did you guys ever do that? Did you did you have like a holdover thing that you'd worked on from a previous band and you're like, "Oh, hey, I got this from a older band." No, I didn't. When I I've only been in two bands and I don't I, I we never played anything from my first band because I was the drummer didn't have any riffs or anything. So Right. Um I learned I learned their old song, but we don't even play any of those anymore either. So Ah, right on. So yeah. I think that's interesting to to see like the how a song changes over its lifetime, I guess. You know. Oh yeah. The way like I don't know, say, you know, anything happens like Master of Puppets, you know, playing it at a demo out, you know, live live on in 1984 versus its album release in 86, you know. That's kind of cool stuff to me. Yeah, and it was with those songs, uh, the Paladin songs that were, I guess, repurposed or whatever. It, it, um, none of the actual music changed. I don't think uh, from from band to band, but you know, the original band prior to Paladin that I was playing those with, it was all there was no singing at all. It was all just harsh vocals, um, and which also originally is how we. It, it, like the direction we started out 
when we started <laughs> we're like ah let's let's keep it similar to the old band and just do harsh vocals uh and that didn't last very long but but anyway it was so i had to rework when i decided to put singing in it i i had to re i had to create vocal melodies and i had written these songs with only harsh vocals in mind too so i had to like rewire my my brain to or at least how i thought of these songs and and sort of see them a little differently come up with melodies and also obviously i had to change the lyrics that were that were written too because i didn't write it it was the the other band's lead guitarist uh, okay. vocalist yeah, yeah right which that makes sense you know you would you would change the change the lyrics uh a la four horsemen mechanics i guess you know where yeah. you you don't want to sing the other guy's words for sure because i've been there <laughs> <laughs> it's like how can i how can i get behind this if it's not not something that i wrote i guess <laughs> yeah and we still have one song there was still one song on the album that uh that our original drummer wrote lyrics for um which i kept because i mean it's fine we didn't uh I, I didn't uh, I didn't have a problem with them song wise or lyric wise and okay. and we're not we're we were still on good terms um, so it's not like I wanted to write him out completely <laughs> definitely no I get that so back in 2019 you all released Ascension which is the full length album and I love the artwork I love the blues and everything and like the whites for being in metal you don't get a lot of like bright like bright light colors like that it's always dark it's red it's black it's purple you know you might get the neons like neon green and and stuff like that to go with it but like this is like this is like stark like bright well thank you and yeah that was kind of the um i guess part of the appeal of it was you know, to sort of stand out a little bit, um, be a little atypical versus your your standard metal album cover. But uh, we also, I mean, we like, I like colorful things. I think Alex does too. We definitely have colorful, bright, obnoxious guitars. <laughs> um, so it, uh, it, it works out. <laughs> Which is funny because like, I love like crazy shaped guitars, but like when it comes to colors, I'm just like, meh, I hate black guitars. I hate white guitars. I hate solid red guitars. I love like wood grain. <laughs> I love natural finished things like that, <laughs> which is funny, but like weird shapes with it, it's totally cool. But no, like it, it's interesting because like for being a you know a thrash power metal band or power thrash band whatever you want to call it having this album cover you know it 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 looks like you know you would think it would be it would fit hand in hand with going and having like an actual you know hand painted cover a la something you know straight out of the 80s but this is like it's interesting because it's almost as if it's like you get the fantasy behind it, you know, because she the the woman on the cover kind of looks like a like, you know, like a almost like a drow in a way, like, you know, dark elf kind of thing. Yeah. But, and but, that's I think that's that's what it's supposed to be. Um, 
Oh, wow. We, so, you know, I win. Yeah, there, so there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, and we didn't, we didn't actually have it commissioned for us. It was, we, Alex just came across the piece that, that the artist had did. Um, and, uh, I think her name was Nin Chang. I think she yes. went to SCAD Savannah college of art and design. And, um, he just came across it randomly and, and we hit her up about it and it was actually, uh, so we didn't commission it, but we, but it works. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's always interesting to me because like it, it always, you mentioned the commissioning, the artwork thing. Cause I, I've noticed in metal bands, it's like two things usually happen. Either they, they get their commissioned work done or it's like they see something and are like, I fucking want that. And, You've got like the ones who say that and just use it, or you've got the ones like you said that like you approached uh, Nin Chang, the artist, and were like, "Hey, we would like to use this," and blah blah blah. So that's pretty cool, you know, going the the right way into doing things. Yeah, absolutely. So since that came out in 2019, and obviously the pandemic has done what it's done. What's coming up next for Paladin? Well, um, we've got, we have a small, like, uh, three-ish week tour coming up in, oh, geez, what is that, like three weeks or something? Not even three weeks. Very soon. Um, well, since we're talking into the future, you just got back, yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we... Um, Sorry, got to gotta fix the curtain with- there. People can see through it. <laughs> I uh, what else do we have? We've got that tour coming up with um, we're we're doing a bunch of headlining dates. So we're playing a festival in Vancouver, Canada. Nice. And we're just you know doing a trek there and back. Um, we're playing some some shows on the on the west coast. Actually, all California. Um, with well, not all California. Yeah, west coast with Ex Mortis, um, and Grave Shadow. And me and Alex have been we've been friends with with the ex mortis guys uh or at least conan for sure for years i don't know how many years um we've never gotten to play a show with them in paladin Uh, okay finally finally it's happening yeah definitely uh in grave shadow they're they're really picking up a lot of steam too you know i've i've talked to rachel about being on the metal forge and we just schedule wise have not been able to make it work i don't i don't think so but yeah, yeah I recognized. I was like, hmm, Grave Shadow, that sounds familiar. And I looked him up and saw that Rachel was a singer, and I was like, oh, okay, this yeah. is why it sounds. And uh, and she's doing, like, the, the Twitch stream stuff, and she does a lot of stuff, I've noticed. We're friends on Facebook, and, like, she is always busy. And, and I think they're, like, I think they're, like, L.A.-based or something. And, and it's like, holy shit, man. It's like flying back and forth or whatever to, to do practices. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> now, is everybody in Paladin around the Atlanta area, or do you all have? Are you all in different areas and have to come in, or how does that work for you all? No, thankfully we are. We're we're all pretty close to each other. We're all within the greater Atlanta area. Um, so, so, so it's, I mean, you all have to like hop on a Marta bus or something and <laughs> and, and, and jump over to practice. <clears throat> <laughs> no, we'll just uh, 
We'll just take a regular old car. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> See, I'm dig- yes. I'm di- I'm digging deep into the into the things I remember from childhood. Uh, Marta yeah, bus, the Marta bus line. <laughs> also, the uh, don't forget the Peach Pass that you know peach I never used use because I'm not a resident. Yeah. Uh, see, we have that in Louisville. It's called uh, Tark. So they're part of the same company. <laughs> uh, the bus line. <laughs> so are you uh, all, What I guess what I'm asking with uh, what's coming up next, other than the tour, is are you all actually writing and recording for a new album? Right. So I've got, well, <laughs> it's going to be a sad story, but I did have, um, I had a bunch of, like you know riff ideas and, and shit from over the years um and i had some some songs idea song ideas worked out and then maybe a month ago my power supply for my computer died and it took a storage drive with it as it turned out oh fuck um, no which had all my all my recordings and music and some other shit on it too um and i thought i had the recordings and music like I, I thought I had symbolic links on those for Dropbox. Basically, I thought I had them backed up to Dropbox, and I did not. Um, and and I took it to uh, to a re- data recovery place, and they couldn't they couldn't do anything because the actual it was a solid state drive, and the actual um, <clears throat> the actual memory Dude, chips that's, that's were like damaged. A- but now it's fucking gone (laughs) that's a horror story like that is a legitimate horror story and it's like for me with the metal forge here i back it up on like three different places because if if one of them ever goes you know i'm just like fuck man i I can't lose like four years of fucking content (laughs) you know so uh, dude that's hardcore i'm I'm gonna make sure i have dropbox actually working for those things and I'm going to have a physical backup as well. Oh, yeah. Always burn it on CD is, is my thing. But, yeah, man, that's, like, that's rough shit. Like, I've had that happen where I've had, like, riffs burn on a CD from, like, years ago. And then, like, the 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 CDs over time will deteriorate, especially, like, the CDRs and shit. Like, the, the, the reflective material that the data's burned into starts to, like, flake off. And then yep. you're just like, you lost all that shit that was on there. And it's like, fuck, man, this is terrible. So, yeah, losing an entire hard drive, not just from the riffs alone and, and all that stuff, but, I mean, all the countless other things that we back up onto our hard drives now, like fucking family pictures, fucking, fam, you know, videos from shows, show pictures, fucking whatever the case may be, you know, our w- actual work, you know, that's, yeah. that's crazy shit to just... L- up and lose yeah it took me a it took me like a whole week to kind of come to terms with that uh and even now i'm just it's just like uh i'm just gonna repress this i'm just gonna not think about it and then (laughs) right and then you know my thing is is like you know trying to be more optim you know metal here we're all negative shitheads for the most part but trying to be optimistic in it is maybe you know it's the universal thing of saying it's like, all right, that was this. I'm gonna make it fucking better, <laughs> and I'm gonna kick more ass coming coming out of the gate this time, which is obviously a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to. I'm trying not to let it get me. Uh, 
weigh me down too much. Understandable. So. Understandable. So I do want to go ahead and switch over here to some general profile questions. And I'm going to have to adjust while I do this because Jason knows I pull from a deck of cards here. And, and actually, all my decks are now digital. So the fucking Metal Forge is coming into the 21st century. So <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, so I've got decks of cards that for questions that are that are all crazy stuff. You know, obviously there's musician based questions. You know, I think a lot of the would you rather questions are pretty fucking fun too. And since um, uh, Jason's here, I'm gonna get him to answer some of these with us. Does that sound good for you, Jason? This is almost like an yeah. interview for you, too. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, would you rather have too many allergies or too many phobias? Oh, uh, man. Shit. <laughs> I, I think phobias for me. Yeah? I'm going to go allergies because they make medication for them. That's a good point. They don't. But what if it's a super allergy? This is going to bleed into an episode of the uh, the Mudhorn here really fast, Jason. All right, it's like ready. <laughs> they they don't make uh, medications for being a pussy. No. <laughs> in, in the Arnold, in the best Arnold voice I could get. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no. At least I, at least I wouldn't like potentially die from being afraid of something. I but don't if it's know. A bad allergy, I mean, I mean, there's those stories out there where people have been fucking scared to death and, and like, actually literally scared into having a heart attack. Yeah, it's like your heart rate gets up too high, you just go into cardiac arrest. I guess so. Yeah, see, that's a a rough one. Dying from eating a, you know, a piece of bread or something. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's that, yeah, and you're right, you know, like having, like, a gluten allergy or some shit like that. I have a friend who has... She has a gluten allergy. She is allergic to actual pepper. So, like, uh, actual pepper plants. Not, like, black pepper because it's a peppercorn, but, like, uh, jalapenos, habaneros, bell peppers, all that shit she's allergic to. So, it's like, fuck, man. It's like, what can you eat? She's like, I can eat potatoes. It's like, you motherfucker. Because I'm I'm diabetic and the carbs kill my ass. So, So yeah, having, having, like, something like that, I get that, too. Uh, would you rather be more technologically inclined or better with people? Oh shit! <laughs> this seems this seems this is like a loaded question for me because I'm already technologically inclined and and not very social uh, or socially <laughs> apt. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm still going technology. Fuck it, right? Because fuck people, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, get I mean, that. I was going to say you, you're pretty technology inclined because I saw when I saw you guys play the auditorium. You guys play with in uh, ears and no amps, so um, I couldn't ever figure that shit out. Oh come on, <laughs> dude, you could do that. That oh man, see that's the fun shit, dude. Like that's when like playing fucking music is like a real fucking pleasure because you're not fucking breaking your goddamn back, fucking carrying huge ass amplifiers and shit. That is true. My back does appreciate it. Yeah, see, mine too. <laughs> see, we do. Like uh, I said, I'm a, I'm a drummer, so I have no, I have no choice. So I don't feel bad for, <laughs> I don't feel bad for any of you guys when you have a heavy cabinet. <laughs> but uh, no, I would probably take um, 
technologically te- technologically inclined because I can't even run, figure out how to run a sample through a PA. So um, really, yeah, you, I'm just you're a, pretty I'm good just with that. people from yeah, your I'm, job. Yeah, I'm like a fucking caveman over here, man. I just I just learn what I need, and I, I'm just good. You know, that's it. Right, but see, it also seems like too that you're really good with people because of your job. Yes, I have to talk to people very nicely and and lie a lot. Like, oh, your house is so nice. <laughs> so you're a politician? No. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I could be. Yeah, I could be. Yep. <laughs> I think we just found a life after temptations wings for Jason. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna be a politician. <laughs> just like a mayor or something, something small. <laughs> Dude, some of those are funny, especially like when. Uh, you see the people post about Glenn Jacobs from uh, WWE Kane when he won yeah. the mayor of Knox County in <laughs> Tennessee. People are like, oh, it's the dumbass wrestling mayor. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny shit to me, I guess. <laughs> um, would you rather have Morgan Freeman narrate your life out loud for everyone to hear? Or have a theme song played in wherever you walked? Theme song. Theme song. <laughs> what would it be, though? I don't. I was trying to think as, as, as I was saying it. I don't know what the hell my theme song would be. <laughs> Is it only- I, mine would be uh, Stargazer by um, Rambo. <clears throat> I would I would come in after the drum intro. Like that would be my cue. Like when the when the riff starts, I would walk in. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I love that song too. So, and Dio singing about me would be awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll just get a really loud Tim Allen grunt instead of a theme song. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> like that. <laughs> how, how old are you? you? You know about, you know, home improvement? I, yeah, I'm 34. And oh, okay. I'm, it's not that bad. I'm 43. So, 10 years. Yeah, about 10 years. So, I yeah. sort of grew up. It's funny because I, just started rewatching Home Improvement. <laughs> There's no really no rhyme or reason why. It just it just on TBS one day at ten o'clock in the morning. You're just like, hey, why not? You know? Yeah. Well, it, it was. I grew up with it, sort of. Yeah. I mean, it was you know it would come on TV uh, yeah. randomly when I was younger. So it's got the nostalgia factor, and also I remember I liked it back then, and uh, I was like, man, I want to. I'm gonna watch this fucking show. <laughs> I don't know why? Well, but I'm. I think with Home Improvement, I think that show is like, I think it it was billed as like the, uh, you know, like the bonehead man show of the 90s. Like, oh, look, he's fucking, he runs, he has like a fucking repair show and, you know, it's Tim Allen basically, you know. Uh, parodying Bob Vila in like this old house, but it's more based on like cars and and just other shit that you can do around the house type stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. But then it's like it makes that shift, and it's kind of like it pulls wool over your eyes, where it's just like, but it's all about the family, you know. And I think that's pretty cool with it. Yeah, but, I I mean I so I um I said I'm I'm started watching it recently, but I'm more like picking it back up. Because I watched through almost the entire thing like a few years ago when it was on Hulu, I think, mm-hmm. and then it went away, and then I just recently discovered it was back on, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm picking it back up, very last season, um, and it's, I've been pretty surprised by uh, how genuinely good I think it is. I mean, it definitely has its, you know, it's got its like sitcom tropes and dumb shit, and of course it has a bunch of 
<clears throat> misses as well as hits, but oh yeah, it's yeah, got yeah, some, yeah. The, it, uh, it's got some genuinely like entertaining stuff in it. Oh, it, it absolutely does. I still think one of my favorite episodes is the soundproof booth, where <sighs> Tim fools Al into thinking that he made a soundproof like booth, and he he goes in he starts screaming and you can't hear a word and he's like i can't hear anything we can't hear you at all and he's like you should try this out and he and al goes <laughs> into the booth he's like and tim totally fakes like not being able to hear him he's like i can't hear you can't hear you <laughs> and then he's just like oh well in that case i should be the host of this show <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts shit talking Tim. <laughs> and Tim's just like Ugh, rolling his eyes and shit like that. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> that and when they have like the astronauts on there is is a pretty good episode too. Yeah, there's so there are a lot of like guest episodes that they have. Um I just watched one with, with some of the astronauts. Oh and, cool. Uh, they would have uh the like I can't remember their name now because or their their group name or any of their names but the guys the like construction guys who would come in and do and play music on like the where yeah, the drummer play is playing on like the gas cans and shit yeah they would do that or they would like make a grilled cheese with fucking blow torches and shit Just, <laughs> yeah which sounds dumb as i'm describing it but it's but when you're a kid that was, looks shit that shit looks cool <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the. Uh, I was like 32. It looked cool. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the construction workers because I remember the dude with the uh, the long beard and hair, the drummer. Uh, that was yeah, he was in a movie I saw a while back, and he was like, it was like really, like really hardcore violent, and I I remembered that guy being so like nice and shit, and it's like weird how <laughs> just like it's like damn, that's the same guy that can actually do this, you know? It's no. like it's kind of it's it's kind of like bizarre times. Uh, you know, like relate to someone being so nice and wholesome to being someone so like evil and cruel. You know. Now, if I'm not mistaken, is he the same guy? Now, if I'm like I said, if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking this up as we go because I'm thinking he played in the first edition with uh, Kenny Rogers. Oh wow! Back in the day, but like that's the weird thing is like Wikipedia is so like sketchy on that shit like unless you actually know like on older like newer people it's it's pretty easy to fucking to come up with but yeah mickey jones is his name he actually passed away back in 2018 oh really okay well yeah so he's in total recall here and uh i find the one yeah he's in sling blade also i I love his i love his character name in total recall burly minor Whisk uh, in in pirates, the the film pirates in ninety one. He was Wisconsin Dell, <laughs> just like cool shit, like weird names, like man on show, uncredited. <laughs> but seriously, like that that's some pretty cool stuff, and I should probably go back and rewatch that. I think so. <laughs> I have to say that was a uh, discussion I did not see uh, coming on this episode, Mark. <laughs> no, this is almost like the uh, the Mudhorn. So this is, this could be like a crossover episode, Jason. Could, yeah. Uh, would you rather be a local news anchor or a national weather forecaster? Uh, forecaster for sure. Yeah, because you could be, be wrong half of the time. <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. I'm gonna go local anchorman like Ron Burgundy. Dude, you would have to shave. 
No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. <laughs> you can only keep no. the mustache if you're no. if you're an anchor man. I would be like, go fuck yourself, Asheville, and just be like, oh, it's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do, Ron? <laughs> He's like, I read it just like it said. <laughs> awesome. But I have one more question for the show today. So, as always, links are listed below. So, please give a like, a share, and a follow. Follow these guys. Go to shows. Go to the Bandcamp pages or wherever you can. Official pages. Go buy merch. Because that's where real money is made in music is buying that fucking merch. Because, hey, fucking touring is great. But some with gas prices the way they are, support these guys and buy a fucking shirt. Buy a CD. Buy a vinyl. Do something like that. Uh, Taylor, do you have any fucking shout-outs you want to give to anybody today? Oh, man. Shout-out to my, my my homie, Tim Allen. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Was it good? Uh, that was that was not bad, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, shit, man. Shout-outs. I don't know. Shout-out to my bandmates. Shout-out to everybody who... Who likes this music stuff that we're doing um anybody that comes to see us on this upcoming tour or i guess it'll be done by now so anyone who who came to, who see, came us. to see us <laughs> on the tour thank you i can't uh, fucking keep it straight anymore man <laughs> <laughs> anyone who might have come to be seeing us yeah all my, say- my everybody Go. Let me just say, if you didn't, if you missed this festival, you really, you really missed out. This is a pretty damn killer lineup, and for seventy bucks, man, I'm like, hell yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna Some make my pay- hey, but the with the current like recession shit, I'm gonna make all my shows seventy bucks to get into. <laughs> That's right, fuck it, right? We'll pull a, uh, <laughs> no, pull a Ticketmaster or whatever the live nation whatever the thing was just charge five thousand dollars for a ticket no shit man like that's another yeah, thing that, that's fucking weird. that includes fees yeah <laughs> yeah right it's yeah. a fifteen dollar ticket but there's there's four thousand and nine hundred and eighty five dollars in fees yeah have you ever have you ever seen that ticket master meme it's like twenty five dollars for the ticket and then it's like four eighty five parking fee and like twenty dollar you know concession fee and it's like three dollar because we fucking can fee and yeah. shit like that it cracks me up oh yeah you know it's like one dollar what you gonna do about it fee not go <laughs> and you know the fucked up thing is is you can thank people like vince mcmahon for doing shit like Ticketmaster because he really back in the day pushed all of his sales through Ticketmaster and made like when he went in and bought wrestling territories back in the day that he made them become Ticketmaster sale offices to, you know, when he would keep their keep some of their employees on, he'd be like, okay, I'm going to keep you on, but you got to run this Ticketmaster office for us too. And it was just basically a way that they could they could keep track of their ticket sales. And and it's like holy shit. And now you know, forty years later. It's in fucking sane, man. Like, I hate going online and buying tickets through, like, Ticketmaster and Live Nation and and all of that. Just just because it's like, you know, you just sit there. And the last time I... Go ahead, Jason. I was going to say, it gives me me anxiety. Because, like, say, like, 
when Maiden announces a tour that you want to go see, mm-hmm. you know, when it's like a new album tour, or even like the greatest hits tours they do in between, it's like, man, I hope I get good seats. And it's like, you get on there, it's like, you're in line. It's like, okay, I guess, you know. And, oh, yeah. And uh, that's back in the like, day, I used to just go to a mall and just go to like a FYE and I'd really be in line. Yeah, I get there at like, you know, 7 30, sick, it's going to tell at 10. Yeah. You know, and I just took my chances, but my chances were a lot better than, you know, um, all these people having the same opportunity as I do, you know. You know, here's something that I know you probably remember, Jason, but I don't know if you would, uh, Taylor, is the uh, buying tickets over the phone that way. I only did that one time. Yeah, Yeah, like, it's like they would sit there and you would talk to the operator and they'd be like, Mm -hmm. I've got two tickets at, you know, section 231, row E, seats six and seven. It's like, do you have anything closer and, Let me check. And it's like it takes more time. Tickets yeah. are being sold underneath yeah. you while they're looking. Yeah, yeah. it sucks. And it's- I remember doing that and like negotiating with them over the phone and stuff and like trying to get the best possible seat and, you know, being like 14, 15 when I was doing that shit, you know, it's crazy stuff. Uh, but anyways, uh, one more question um, is, uh, God damn, I'm like having a thing over here. I'm like getting texted by like 45 fucking people. Um, shit, man. <laughs> That'll be cut out. So uh, so final question of the day. If you could sit in on any recording session throughout history, what session would you choose? Whoa. Man. Uh... That's pretty. That's pretty hardcore because I have to think about that. Even for me, what would it be? Yeah, well, I'm gonna go uh, heaven you, and hell. Do, do you have something, okay. Jason? While he's thinking, yeah, I'm gonna go the heaven and hell album because I love to know how much. I love to know how much different it was uh, having to tell Ozzy what to sing than having Dio come in and just be like, "No, I got this." Like, what is like the, the demeanor of the band like? Like how like how did it go? Like, was the subject matter like all cool with Tonaomi and? geezer or like was there discussions about what you didn't what the lyrics should be just stuff like that because geezer was all the lyrics of the lyricists for the aussie years so right well geezer yeah, and it, bill yeah yeah it, it would just be interesting to me to see like having a guy come in that just like handles his own stuff like you know what, what that would have been like geezer going hey i got these lyrics here and he's like i got you yeah, <laughs> like puts his arm out and says, no, like a little short dude, like no, nah, fuck it, I got this shit. Thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. Man. That's a good one because that's a great album to just listen to. And so mm-hmm. I was at a show last night, and somebody was like, "It's the greatest album of all time." I'm like, uh, "It's pretty fucking good, but is it the greatest of all time?" There's no such thing as greatest of all time. I'm no, sorry, there's definitely not. It, 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 there is, and it's volume four. No, I'm kidding. I mean, that's a good one. I love greatest Ozzy album, uh, Sabbath Ozzy album. Yeah, I would say Volume Four. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Shit, you still thinking that, Taylor? About oh, yeah, I'll be. <laughs> I can, I'll All be right. thinking about well, this. Yeah, well, let me go ahead year. with mine. Is um, if I were to sit in on anybody's recording session, uh, just to just to hear it. I'm going to go a little bit off of the path here. I want to li- I would love to have been present during the Wildflowers album being recorded from Tom Petty. 
Uh. Because it was like one of the last albums recorded at Sound City. Uh, it was produced by Rick Rubin. Uh, and it was in that time period where Rick Rubin just kind of shifted on everything. And yeah, he, you know, he was doing the other stuff still. Like, you know, he'd done the metal and the rap and everything. But in that part, part of the 90s, he shifted over into, like, making real stripped-down versions of albums from people. Like, that's the, like the American Recordings um, Cash series, it, you know, is all of that, like, where... You know where Johnny Cash recorded "Hurt" and and all of that stuff. I just think it would be a really cool session, and that's also the same session that um, that uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance was recorded on, or whatever the song title is. I think that's the most uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance, Last Dance with Mary Jane, whatever it is. I can't, I can never get it straight. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Mary Jane's Last Dance. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. That you know, I think just just especially seeing like the release of the box set where it had so much more content that wasn't on the album. I think that's awesome. Are we gonna do the drum roll? Well, you got a big reveal. It's gonna it's <laughs> no, gonna be not a big reveal. It's this gonna is be Led Zeppelin one, isn't it? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Rosemary Jeez. Clooney uh, sings uh, sings the forties. <laughs> I'm really trying to think because, well, when the Beatles, the the Get Back documentary, um, when all that came out on, was that HBO recently? HBO Max, um, yeah. And watching that was pretty interesting because, I mean, you got to watch the whole creative process like from essentially nothing for some of the stuff to like real fucking songs and big right. songs um and i don't i've never been like into the beatles i'm not a beatles fan i don't hate the beatles i just don't <clears throat> you know whatever i'm a beatles fence sitter um i get that and, but that was still really interesting uh just to see that and i i wonder whatever session i sit in on i would want it to be one where they right in the moment like that where they're actually like hashing out ideas and and writing songs in the studio instead of just recording um just because i i like to watch the whole creative process of someone even though i don't like i don't personally work that way at all um i kind of have to be like holed up in my room and just picking my own brain and and kind of fumbling through it that way um, right but i'm and i guess that's why it's that may be why it's even more interesting to me because i don't like that's not the way that i operate so it's more interesting to to see other people who do and do it well and with like really good prolific results for sure uh, you know that's a that's actually an interesting concept you know because none of us do that i'm sure i mean jason i'm sure you don't write in the studio no, just maybe some guitar solo stuff might get changed. That's about it. Right. And I don't write in the studio, but you know what? That's the weird thing about today is we pretty much all have recording studios in our houses for the most right. part. You know, I'm using a Focusrite 2i2 Scarlett to two-channel interface and to record this show with. 
But, like, I could totally lay down tracks on that. And, you know, anybody who who has their own home studio that can record their drums could do that. And we could all just sit there and write, technically, quote, in the studio, as it were. Because think of how many independent bands today just write and record at home now. And, and produce amazing content. You know, like better quality content than a lot of its 70s and 80s and 90s counterparts have been because the technological change so that's that's totally fucking rad but yeah i i get that about none of us actually doing it because we've always had that thing ingrained when we actually did go to a recording studio that you know that that time is money get in there get fucking done and get the fuck out you know spend spend uh don't spend too much money type shit you're on a budget. Yeah. And um, I think for me, I think for an actual answer, I'm just going to pick something that I really like as a personal record, which is uh, Gretchen Goes to Nebraska by King's X. I just like that album a lot. Okay. It's not metal at all, but uh, I just want to see, I would like to see how, what they did in the studio and um, just see them in action. You know, I am not a big King's X fan. I, I will admit it's a, it's a band that I've I've kind of slept on, and I I have friends who are friends of that band. So uh, it would be cool to to I guess I should visit them and see where it's at. I've got a few albums that I've just like picked up over time, but just like. You know, actually sitting, that's part of my, you know, we all collect things, I guess, as, also. And I just collect albums even if I don't listen to the band. <laughs> so, like, hey. you'll come to my house and see Freddie Fender and shit like that. But, like, do I have I actually listened to it? Probably not. Maybe one time. But, but yeah, it's totally a, a thing where I think where, you know, they're definitely worth the uh, the dive, I think, to, to get into. Yeah, that album especially, I mean, obviously, since I just named it as the studio album I'd want to sit in on, um, it, uh, that one I probably is probably widely regarded as like their best album, quote-unquote. Right um, and that's probably the most, I guess, the most accessible, the best one to start with. Uh, and they changed, you know, they changed their sound. It was, it was kind of almost... I don't. I don't really even know how to describe the the earlier shit. I mean, it had a bunch of like Beatles kind of vocal harmonies and and just weird harmonic sections in general. And you know, it's kind of kind of prog tinged in a way, but it was just kind of fucking rock. Um, and then they went a little heavier, almost kind of grungy, but not really. Right. Um, right. Well, that's a great album to uh, session to pick, you know, just because it's like I said, mine wasn't entirely metal either. So fuck yeah, man, hell yeah. Uh, so any anything else on the way out today, Jason? Do you have anything? Uh, no, no. Um, I think all my questions were answered. Awesome, Taylor. Thank you so much for coming on the Metal Forge this week. This has been totally fucking rad, man. Like it's just a chill conversation which i dig man that's what i've been trying to do more of here is get get into just more chill conversations on the metal forge oh yeah speaking of chill it's probably like 
55 degrees in my house right now. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, Alan. Man. It's I'm like, literally chilled. It's, it's like 32 like, degrees outside right now. For me. I got home. Yeah, it's like 40. Well, I don't know. It's like 49 <laughs> here now, so it's not too bad. Listen to listen here, guys. Y'all can suck it because it was spitting a little bit of snow here earlier. Okay? Like, fuck that. <laughs> Y'all are like, oh, it's it's 35 degrees outside. I'm going to freeze this. Like, motherfucker, that's like fucking, that's hot in the wintertime here. <laughs> We're like, yeah, oh, my heater, I got home last Hell night. Yeah. <laughs> I got home yesterday at some point. I walked in the door because I was, I was gone last night. Uh, or not last night, the night before. And uh, it's like, man, it feels cold in here. Oh, my heat's not working. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Those are the worst. <laughs> and it was okay for, like, yesterday it stayed around, like, the mid-high 60s, even mm-hmm. into the night. I was like, eh, okay, that's fine. I can I deal with that. I think we got that. into the 20s down here, or up here last night. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it got, in, it got into the high 30s at night, and then I wake up this morning and my thermostat said, like, 54. I was like, yep, okay. <laughs> we're in the uh in in the Louisville area, we're in what's called False Spring. Right now. Like so that. like it'll be it'll be that way. It'll be like um it'll show like it's supposed to be uh you know we've had days where it's been like sixty and seventy degrees and now it's like fucking twenties and thirties again. So yeah, we're back yeah. in second winter. <laughs> that's what that's exactly what's happening here. Like this past week has been cold and before that it was not <laughs> definitely so hell yeah man thank you again for coming on the metal for just week jason it's always great to have you here and uh, we need to do this a lot more often uh on the album what do you want us to play out today oh man for me i yeah. get to pick yeah it's your uh, it's your showcase man it's your it's yeah. it's your your show man let's do um I vote call of the night. Awesome. So you heard him, metalheads. This is from Paladin. This is call of the night. Hiding in the shadows of the night. Kitching in me laughing. Moving closer just out of your sight. What do you think will happen?
since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com. BigCartel.com What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road 
New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby.